What is good? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. Glad you're here. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I lead marketing at The Juice. We are flying solo once again. It's just me. I hope that's cool with you. It's also, I think, a signal and an indication that as I hit record on this, that we have a lot of people at our company running in a lot of different directions and running at 100 miles an hour. It's been a busy quarter for us. We've got so much going on in each functional role. We've got so much going on just inside and outside of the business. And, you know, as I'm a man who tries to keep my content consistent, I said, you know what? I'm not scared of another solo episode. I've, I've got enough to talk about. I've got enough on my mind to share. And I hope you enjoy these. I enjoy the, these. I enjoy the opportunity every week to talk about kind of what I'm working on, some roadblocks that we're facing, and just what's on the radar um, over here. Um, when you're listening to this show, I hope you think and I hope it helps you understand the issues, the trials, the tribulations, everything that goes into being a marketer of an ambitious company with a lot of goals and also the way that we can maximize resources, um, the way that we can communicate with our teammates, how we communicate with our external audiences. All of these factors, selling, customer success, marketing, building product, launching product, more on that later. We like to cover all of that here. We like to share what's on our minds and hopefully that you're getting some value and gaining some insights from us. And if you're new to the show, we have Mondays, Fridays, Fridays an episode usually with someone outside the Juice team about a topic relating to marketing that I think matters. And we have had some great shows excited about last Friday's episode with Megan Keeney Anderson. I'll tell you what, she's leading marketing at Jasper. She's an ex-HubSpot marketing leader. She has really put some uh, context and extra perspective in my head about generative AI and its use in content marketing now and going into the future, I think so much of what we're reading are people that are, you know, spinning up narratives and trying to share their takes and perspectives around something that's brand new that we don't necessarily know a lot about yet. So I kind of sat back on the sidelines, wanted to bring in an individual who is kind of in it. And so if you haven't already, I really enjoyed that conversation that dropped Friday. Make sure if you're trying to think about AI, trying to consider how it fits into um, what you're working on or what you might be working on, I think that's a really good episode. She's really bright. So let's get into it. I don't think these will be live by the time this episode goes live, but keep a lookout on a new look and feel for Modern Day Marketer. Um, we got to the point as a team where we are trying to be very mindful with our different communication streams and the branding of those. And so uh, I think if you're 
a day one listener of this show, you know we've gone through a name change. So it was, uh, man, I'm dating myself now. The show was formerly called the 3C Podcast, Curating Content Creators. That evolved into Modern Day Marketer. And now Modern Day Marketer is evolving into its own subset, standalone brand that is also connected back to the juice. But we want to make sure that it is identified in a way that stands out and that is brand focused and oriented. So excited to implement those changes. Like I said, when you're doing this podcast thing, sometimes it's hard to line up what you're saying when you're recording to what actually happens when the episode goes live. But those should be live, probably not by the time this episode goes live, but later on in the week. I also want to plug Slice and Dice episode three. If you haven't checked it out already, we've been doing a video series in partnership with Motion where we get the opportunity to highlight data on the Juice platform and talk about what content is resonating. Jonathan and I did an episode that went live last week and it was around sales content. I think we have spent a lot of time in our roles wearing kind of a sales development hat. And I think anybody out there who works at a small team with ambitious growth goals has to do sales at some level, trying to get a hold of people to collaborate with content, trying to get a hold of investors, trying to get a hold of your next customer. And so that had been top of mind for us. So we dug into some data regarding what content pieces were performing on the juice and why they were performing the way they did. And so we had a conversation on that slice and dice episode three. Again, shout out Motion, unbelievable agency that's helping us bring those to life. There's a lot happening here. We're talk, We're launching something this week. I'm going to talk about that. We're constantly making iterations and changes. We uh, shout out to Elena on our team. We've done a great deal of website changes over the last couple of weeks, and those are going to continue. We're trying to simplify our communication. We're trying to simplify the value props for what we do for brands. So be on the lookout for that. Go check out our site, thejuicehq.com. I'm spending more time than ever before on collaboration, connecting with other marketers in the field, having great conversations, and then bringing them to life on this podcast or on an event we had last week. And so I want to shout out that event and talk a little bit about events in general, what we believe in, our process for promoting the event. So last week, last Thursday, we had an event, how to answer what's the ROI of our content marketing program. I want to first say thank you to everyone who signed up and everyone who sat there and spent an hour listening to us talk about this topic. I'm cont- I continue to be overwhelmed by the number of people that are signing up to attend these things. It's amazing. I love the response and it's validation to me that what we're talking about and the people we're curating to talk about these topics is on the money. Also want to thank uh, Amrita from Superside, Thomas from 10 Speed or Thomas from Storyblock, Nate from 10 Speed and Sangram from GTM Partners. You can't have a good event without having really good speakers and so they came correct they came, They. I learned a ton. I have a, a sheet of notes uh, of about just what I learned from their responses. So I thought it'd be helpful to maybe talk a little bit about events and styles of digital events. I think there are so many ways to do it and there, we all know that events is an effective way, you know, as we are remote companies or most of us are remote companies to 
put on something of value that are going to help grow your audience and give your salespeople potentially some somebody of interest to communicate with. Now, I think there's good ways to do events and there's bad ways to do events. I think a lot of the bad ways to do events is, or I guess I should reframe that, events that don't resonate with me is when they feel like stuffy old webinars where they're very rigid, buttoned up, presentation focused. I don't think those are impactful, nor do I think those are effective. What I value and what I like is the, hey, let's just bring really smart people up. Let's facilitate a con- uh, a conversation around a topic that matters to us in our audience, and let's just go. So what I find valuable of this is that like you're not doing a bunch of work on creating design presentation assets. We know that takes up so much time energy and resources. And instead you're defaulting at let's spend the time to try to make sure we're getting the right guests on board and then prepping the guests with their topic and some bullets that we're going to talk about. Um, I think how we've approached it is creating a topic that we continue to hear be an issue or a topic that we know our audience is looking for more clarity on. Then I break down that topic into subtopics. Then I select speakers that are excellent fits for those subtopics. And then the format, I think, is the most important part, and it's often overlooked. The format, to me, you've got to keep things moving. you got to keep things interesting. And so the way we've done it is doing 10 minute sessions with each of these people on the subtopics and and then you fire fire through them learn a ton then you bring everybody on the stage at the end for question and answers in and out keep it at an hour and that's how we've done it and it's been engaging we've gotten really good feedback and we'll continue to um, use that format now we have found events to be very valuable to our overall go-to-market strategy. And so we're going to be doubling down and doing more events. And obviously we talk a lot about content distribution and I'm going to plug it and there'll be more information coming on the other side of this, but we're starting a new series called Content Distribution Live, going to curate guests on a bi-weekly-ish basis, still trying to figure this out, to come on and talk about content distribution. These will be like 30-minute quick hits and I think it's just such a greenfield topic. It's a topic we have a lot of passion on. It's a topic that I have a ton of energy around. I've written more about content distribution than any other topic in the last two years. So I felt like, and I see amazing ideas and thought leadership on this topic on LinkedIn, on Twitter, in Slack communities. So I felt like it was a good opportunity for us as a brand to own that and start bringing in people to talk about it. So more on that, make sure you check it out. I'll share more information when I got it. I want to talk about the follow-up of events because I think it's often the thing that gets overlooked. And when we think about follow-up for digital events, webinars, whatever you want to call them, I think kind of traditionally there's two buckets. I think one, it's we don't do follow-up and we just forget about that part, which is easy to do. But then it's like, well, why did we waste all this time doing this event if we're not going to actually implement a follow-up strategy? Or if we do implement a follow-up strategy, typically it's not great. And it maps back to like the 
look and feel of the old school traditional webinar where you're just not giving anybody on your sales team any sort of context. You're uploading that list of people and names and calling them leads and sending them over to your salespeople. And then they're just calling these people like they want a demo or something. That doesn't work. We know that at this point. If someone tried to call me to get me on a demo right after I saw an event, I would probably have an issue with it or I probably wouldn't respond at all. I think we want to educate, but we want to invest the type of energy we want to educate with our events, but you know, ultimately the goal of marketing, right, is to generate interest, right, and to book meetings, to build pipeline. But I think it's how you get to that point. You can't make it transactional. I think so. What we're trying to do is gather information during the registration process, not put a ton of barriers, but gather information that allows us as marketers to communicate back to attendees, each attendee differently. I think marketing's job is to help coordinate and in some cases facilitate outreach to these individuals. And so what we're doing is we had a couple questions that we asked. One of those questions was, do you want to learn more about the smarter distribution or do you want to be the first one of the first people to learn more about the smarter distribution launch? So people who check that box, we're going to handle those a little bit different. I'm in fact reaching out to all of those people um, probably as you're listening to this episode, as we go, go live, um, to, to have those one-to-one conversations and to gather information and to share perspective, um, with those, that subset of people. Now that'll look different than general population, general message to everyone. But we've learned the more that we can segment down lists and registration and communicate to those people differently, the more better response we're going to get. Now that's kind of one-on-one stuff, but it takes more work and it just takes reminding yourself that on a regular basis, or at least that's what we're doing. So we sent out the recording. We do that right out the day after, then we start our follow-up process. Now in t- this event intentionally was put when it was because we're launching a new product next week. And so what we wanted to do was make sure that we had an engaged audience on top of our existing audience that was ready to learn more about what we are launching. And so we're fired up. We're launching Smarter Distribution for Brands this week. And it's been weird as we prepared for this. We had never really done a formal product launch for brands and we wanted to change that. Most of what we've gone to market and talked about is about the juice for members. And so as we've gotten to this inflection point in the business, we've realized that the communication streams between members and brands um, needs to be more intentional. And so this launch is our first intentional product launch for brands. There have been several things that have happened, customer feedback, new features and enhancement from Chris and Tony, who are on our product and engineering team. One of the big things was just revenue attribution, but the ability to actually look at your content on the juice and match it to source revenue pipeline built from the juice. And so since we've got that happening and customers using that, that was like a compelling feature for us to be like, all right, time to package this up, time to start promoting it. And so what I've been working on is just positioning. What are the ways that we can help, we can communicate about what we're building or what we have built so it hits. A lot of internal communication. Gotta be the quarterback. Marketers gotta be the quarterback of this. So it's like working with every stakeholder to make sure we're coordinating and asking for help. And this goes into customers. This goes into product. This goes into growth. 
It's working with Jonathan just as a catch-all. But I think the key is leaning on your functional leaders at your company and the people who work for them for support when you're working on something is critical and as valuable as a product launch. I've been doing a ton of writing, more writing than probably ever before. There's landing pages galore going on right now. We've got new offers going out. So it's a positioning around that. It's launching the communications and working with our team on that. Articles to support the launch. It never stops. I'll say this. I know we've dropped an episode on content plus generative AI. The one thing that I just want to call out is writing, going through launch, going through two years of you know, thinking about the most valuable skills of startup marketers, I still like writing will never die. It is critical. Like writing helps differentiate. And so the more, the more that we can think about writing the words we use when we communicate and actually practicing that on a regular basis, getting in your reps and sets, the more you do that, the better marketer you're going to be. I promise you, like I spend a ton of time writing and it makes me a better marketer. I think what's really important about launches is the drumbeat of activities. It's really important. So the timing of our event last week, the launch this week, and then it's deciding, okay, what's next? And having that rhythm and pattern in place allows your brand to show up consistently to the market. People see your stuff. They might not like it. They might not respond, but they see it. And so the more you show up in a way that gets people to think or inspires action, the more you're going to end up getting to your goals. And so that's what we're really focusing on. Smarter Distribution, we're launching it on Thursday. Be on the lookout if you're interested. Definitely check it out. You can reach me at Indy McGrath. Send me a message on LinkedIn. Always down to talk marketing. Always down to understand what you're working on and how we might be able to help. But I'm just fired up. There's so much going on. And I just think I like being in and working in an environment where I've got stacks of priorities and I'm spending time trying to just hammer through them and also reprioritizing to stuff that matters most right now. And what matters most to me is making sure that this launch on the other side of this episode is successful and it hits and people care about it. And so we'll talk about that more. I'll probably bring a guest back on the Monday show next week. But yeah, we're, we're, we're making it happen and excited to continue to um, put out these episodes. We're going to have another Modern Day Marketer on Friday. The content never stops around here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your engagement. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. <laughs>